And good afternoon everybody, I'm Educated Economist here. Thought I'd give you guys a lumber update video because I know how much you guys love these lumber update videos. Now, for those of you who don't know, I do work at a lumber yard. I do retail sales for a living. And I have been putting out lumber videos just about every week for like four years. So when lumber ran up to 1700 per thousand and everybody was screaming manipulation and greed and... I don't know, coming up with all these conspiracy theorists. I was one of the few people out there who was accurately calling the lumber market saying, nope, this is an inventory depletion due to a bug infestation that had happened up in the British Columbia area. And everybody wanted to argue with that, but it turned out that I was right on all of it. Now, I don't mean to brag about it, but I am from the Pacific Northwest. I work at a lumber yard. I know people who log. I know people who work at the mills. I know vendors. I know retailers. I know wholesalers. I know just about every single leg of the entire lumber market. And it was pretty easy for me to see what was happening throughout 2019. I mean, like I said, there was this bug infestation, these, this blue pine mountain beetle that had in, infested the forest up in the British Columbia area. They went into what was called salvage mode, where they, you know, either these trees rot, you know, they, they're already dead from this, from this bug infestation, so they either rot or they cut the trees and mill it up and, you know, get some use out of it. So that's really what was taking place all throughout 2019 is that they were in the salvage mode pumping a lot of material down into the United States. Well, that was an oversupply of, of lumber that had taken place. And throughout 2019, mills were shutting down, inventory depletion. In fact, we had done a report towards the end of 2019, I think it was in November, of uh, over a billion square feet of OSB that was getting pulled permanently from production. And so we knew throughout 2019 that there was issues within the lumber lumber manufacturing, you know, industry. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2020 hits, right? Lockdowns, COVID, more shutdowns, stimulus packages come out. Everybody runs down, starts building decks, fences, remodeling the, the garage, you know, putting an addition on. Over, over a sudden, we had this huge lumber demand. Now, this is during a time when there was a huge inventory depletion. So not only did we have low lumber levels, but then there was also the stimulus package that came out that went right towards lumber. Not all of it, but a lot of it went into lumber. That zapped the remaining inventory. Now trying to fill that inventory back up became very difficult. So when it comes to like retail for an individual, well, that's elastic, right? So they can make the decision, eh, maybe we won't do it this month, maybe we'll do it next month, whatever. When it comes to home building, that's inelastic demand. Once they set forth on that project, they have to go through with it. So if the price goes up, they're paying the price for it because it's inelastic, right? And that's really what had taken place throughout you know, 2020 and into 2021 was that we had this inelastic demand that was going towards lumber during a time when there was this huge inventory depletion. And even if the mills wanted to produce more, there's only so much capacity that they could get out. And so until the 
basically until the inventory levels had reached full capacity again, the demand for it was going to outweigh the supply and the prices were going to stay elevated. Well, as soon as the supply met the demand, the prices fall, fell out. And what did we see start to take place? Right? We started seeing curtailments and inventory shutdowns or inventory depletions and all that other stuff that was coming with it when you have a drop in demand as significant as we saw. So it went from like, you know, four or five hundred per thousand, which would be typical back in 2018. I think it ran up to 650 per thousand back then. Ran all the way up to 1700, fell to 400, back up to a thousand. And then now we're back here at like right around 400 per thousand again. So something very interesting is starting to take place again, is that we have the mill curtailments really kicking into gear. Now, think about this in a level or in a sense that when the prices run up and then production ramps up, what is actually happening there? Because mills can only produce so much, right? They, they only have so much space, so much time. And then when it comes to drying lumber, that's literally a facility, like a room that they have to put the lumber into. It can only take so much capacity and it has a certain amount of time to it. So even if they wanted to produce more lumber, they can't unless they have more kilns right? Kiln dried lumber is, you know, a type of lumber that is out there and it goes through this process. So even if you wanted to produce more, like I said, unless you had more kilns, you can only get so much out of there. So as these mills were ramping up production, trying to, you know, produce more lumber, the added like investment that went into these mills is now starting to hurt them because the, the demand is not as high as it was when they went into in, the investment into those mills. Does that make sense? So you start investing into ramping up production, but then the demand falls off and you have all this investment that went into production that is no longer going to be there, right? And so what ends up happening, right? These mills end up shutting down. And that's what we're experiencing up in British Columbia is that Canfor has announced permanent shutdowns. Um, you know, this is the same type of news that we had found, you know, back in 2019 when the when the demand back then had fallen off as well. The overproduction from 2018 left 2019 with very little demand and the mill started shutting down. Right. Well, same thing. We had this huge overwhelming consumer demand or this overwhelming demand coming to the mills when the prices were run up were had run up as high as they did. They produce a bunch of lumber, it goes into the system, then the demand falls out of it, and now the mills are like, now what do we do? They start shutting down production. This is what we're experiencing. Um, and like right now, like I have this, uh, you know, a lot of you know that I get a newsletter once a week that tells me about what's going on in the different industry or different regions within the industry. And this is this is what we're starting to, to find out is that these mills are starting to suffer. They're starting to, you know, feel the pain from this from the lack of demand. Uh, let's see here, OSB. Uh, the Forex Amos in Eastern Canada, which has filed for bankruptcy protection. You think about that, right? I mean, this was a couple of years ago. These guys were getting $80 a sheet for their, well, these guys probably weren't, but OSB was retailing for $80 a sheet. Now it's retailing for like 12. No wonder why these guys are going bankrupt. Think about it. When they were when it was at $80 a sheet and retailing for $80 a sheet, and they're like, dude, you need to produce more. They're like, okay, well, we can only produce so much. I guess we need to ramp up production, right? So you start, you know, hiring people, ramping up production, taking on an extra shift, whatever it is that you need to do. You produce a bunch of this stuff, and then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, sorry, man. Um, we don't we don't need all that stuff. You know, I know you produced a lot because at the time it seemed like you needed to do that. But now 
yeah, we don't, we don't really need that much. And then, uh, cool. What do you mean? You don't need this much stuff. We got all these sheets here. We projected to sell them at this higher price. And now you're telling me we can't get that price for it. Um, because we're going to have to go bankrupt, aren't we? And that's what a lot of these mills are going to end up suffering with. And this happens to be one of them. Now, it does say that they will not shut down production or that it shouldn't shut down production too much. Like they're going to just keep rolling right on through the bankruptcy. So, I mean, whether or not it actually depletes inventory off the market, that's something that's going to be in question. But, you know, it is a bankruptcy and that can't be can't be good for the industry. Um, and then talking a little bit more about some of the other uh products like the fur plywood it says fur plywood has seen slower pace of buying right not as many people out there mills are reporting the slower trend um southern yellow pine plywood southern yellow pine plywood demand continues to grow which isn't surprising if you have like other places depleting then you'll have like the cheaper versions start to increase i'm not saying that southern pine is the cheaper one but traveling you know distance um demand for other locations this is really where like you know certain certain products may be worth more or less in particular regions because of the distance that it has to travel um let's see here with very little prompt wood available at the mills have firmed up pricing so yeah they don't have the whole lot of inventory there uh let's see here western side western spf sales of western spruce have been elusive this week a large wall of euro imports and the spec positions of wholesalers got the attention of producers but not their price list quite yet so it seems to me like there's plenty like the large wall of european imports has probably got these mills in such a condition and they're like man there is too much here and we're not, I mean, again, like intercurtailments. That's what I see happening. Uh, Eastern SPF, buyers continued to be cautious this week, buying only what they needed. Uh, Southern Yellow Pine, uh, the week saw a slowdown in Southern Yellow Pine, 2x4s and 2x12s leading the way. So those were the highest ones in demand. And in fact, 2x12 is something that we have experienced here in my yard, um, an issue with as far as sourcing out the wider wider material like you can get the narrows the two by four two by six those are fairly readily available because the mills will produce more of that since those are the ones that are in higher demand but the wides are becoming a little bit more difficult to source out uh let's see here what else can i talk about um i think that's probably the big information i mean we already know about the home builder sentiment starting to pick up um it was down all the way to 31 at one point, and that has picked up to 42. That represents one of the largest monthly increases since June of 2013. So we can see that the home builders are starting to get a little bit more eager about wanting to build. You got to think about it. If you're a home builder and you haven't been building for the last six months, a year, that's your job. That's your income. That's your money. So you want to build. You're eager to do it. And the longer you wait, the more eager you get. So it's going to be... It's, if it shouldn't be too much. It shouldn't take too much is what I should say. I don't know about length of time, but to take that 42 to 50, right? Cause it went from 31 to 42. You have to think anything on this index below 50 is negative. Anything above it is positive. And it went from 31 to 42, right? So just another eight points and the home builder sentiment goes positive. If it goes positive, Right now, considering what's going on within the lumber industry and how much inventory depletion has taken place, if there is even a little bit of pop to demand saying, hey, we're into it, let's start building, I feel that there is not enough inventory in the market 
or in, you know, in the system right now to handle any kind of real significant increase in demand. And so when you think about like what happened in 2018, where they ramped up production because of the infestation and then had this huge inventory depletion throughout 2019. And then boom, in 2020, we had this pop because of the stimulus packages or whatever, but just that kind of timeline, right? Inventory buildup, inventory depletion, and then a demand, right? So the same thing we got going here. We had this huge inventory buildup, right? When, you know, the mills were trying to pump it out at 1700 per thousand, right? Then we had this inventory depletion, like we're experiencing right now because of the home builders not really being in the market. And then if we get a pop, like that little bit of demand pickup, right? What do we see with prices? I mean, it's a very similar style story. I mean, like the conditions of it aren't the same, but, you know, the similarities of what's happening with inventory levels and pricing and stuff like that, that's starting to rhyme. Right? I mean, at least it rhymes to me. All right. Uneducated economists, you guys let me know.